Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show. Wow, that's all I have to say. You are going to be thrilled with this show today. Yes, you are, because we have an NFL superstar with us on the show today. But to me, he is a star in many more ways than one because he is a leader for us. In the disability community, he is a great friend, to me, a true champion. Welcome to the show, Jeff Pope. How you doing? Happy to be on the show. Oh, it's great to have you on the show, Jeff. And here's my first question. Did you ever in a million years think in high school that you would end up playing in the NFL? That's funny because that was always a childhood dream of mine. And, uh, you know, you always have people saying you can't do something, so that just gave me Gave me the will and desire to want to keep working towards that goal. And before you know it, I was in the National Football League. You know what? That is amazing because Merrill Hodge, when he was on the show, he told the same. He told the story about how when he was little, he would get Post-it notes and put it in his room about his goal to be in the NFL. I guess when you have that dream as a child and you're persevering, it can happen. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I, it's definitely a blessing or whatever. So I'm uh I'm just happy to be where I'm at in life right now. Well, you know, when you first started playing in the NFL, I know that you played for the Miami Dolphins. What did that seem like to you, I mean, when you first got in the NFL? Um, when I first got in, you know, I came from a small school, and so um, a knock on guys like me is, is can we compete at that level. And so I, I certainly was able to compete at that level. It just was a different now, I don't want to say time zone, but just a different environment going down to Miami. I'm so used to the Midwest and the East Coast. It was definitely different for me, but I was able to fit in with those guys, and unfortunately they released me. But I, as you know, I went on to play with the New York Giants and won a Super Bowl. So. I know. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine that, although I bet the Pittsburgh Steelers want to imagine winning this Sunday coming up. Um, and it's amazing because they're playing the Green Bay Packers, and that coach is also from Pittsburgh. It's amazing what a small world that it is. Well, yes, yeah. I know that you played for the Giants. I wonder, as many of our listeners have already written in, could you give us any idea what is that like? I mean, what's that like to be in the Super Bowl? Well, I just it uh, it really doesn't hit you. Um, you know, a lot of guys say it really doesn't hit you until it's over with, and that's kind of true because, you know, you play a game every week or whatever, and then before you know it, you're in the Super Bowl. And when we won, we really didn't realize the impact, um, not only for New York, but just our personal lives and pretty much that we were a part of history, um, to be an undefeated team like we did. It just, this is a great experience. It's something nobody can really take, take away from me. Yeah, it's 
funny, but sometimes when things like that happen to you, it is as, as if really, you know, that it hasn't happened. But we are live on Twitter and on Facebook, and here's our first question for you from an Alan in Kansas. And the question is, when you were young and you were playing in high school and then you went on, of course, to be an NFL star, what barriers did you have to overcome to get there? Oh, I had a lot of barriers. Um, uh, the main One main barrier was just people telling me I can't do it, I can't do it. And then when I figured out that I was able to pretty much accomplish everything I wanted to do to put me in position to make it to the National Football League, my biggest my biggest obstacle was myself uh, pretty much pushing myself to the limit, knowing that I could pretty much do anything on the football field that I wanted to do. it. And the Lord blessed me to stay healthy um, long enough to make that dream come true. Yeah, so what what do you do when people tell you you can't do it? Like, how do kinda, you avoid that peer pressure? How how do you do that? It's funny because, you know, no matter what you do, you're always going to have somebody telling you you can't take the next step. It's funny, I kind of just laugh to myself. And, and when I end up accomplishing that goal, whether it's the next day or a year from then, I just remember that person. And I kind of use that as motivation to keep pushing to what I really want to do in life. So I really guess that means you really have to believe in yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's number one. You got to believe in yourself. Um, and here we have a Terry from Georgia, and Terry is saying, um, Jeff, when you were in high school, was there a coach or a teacher that inspired you to move on? Yes, it was definitely uh, my high school coach. He was also my college counselor um, at the time, and uh, he pretty much. Uh, was was the first person that kind of brought me to the side and said, you know what, you really have a, a talent. You can uh, you can get a scholarship to play for a scholarship to go to school for free um, if you take football serious or whatever. And I did that, and, and he's still somebody that I talk to and look for advice as far as uh, football is concerned. Um, his name is Coach Merchant out of a Detroit Jesuit High School. He's a great guy and somebody I still have contact to to this day. Wow. You know what, that's... What a great compliment for him. I always tell people that you have no idea the influence that you can have on another person, you know, through what you do in your life. Um, and how about you? Would you say your family was supportive of all this, Jeff? Yes, yeah, certainly. Certainly my mom. You know, I was raised by two strong, strong black women, so a lot of credit definitely goes to my mom and uh, my grandmother or whatever. Without those two ladies in my life, I really don't, I don't know where I'd be, so... Definitely, they had a lot to do with it. And, and just putting me in that environment, to meet people like Coach Mercy was a huge part of that as well. Yeah, so did your mother go to your games? Yeah, she went to all my games. Um, I was big in uh, football and track in high school, so she was at every every sporting event or whatever, screaming to the top of her lungs. And she would give my grandmother a report at the end of the day as far as how well I did or what I needed to work on. So it was, it was definitely an uh, encouragement um, for my mom as well. You know, she had to give your grandmother the report on you, huh? Yeah, she would give grandma the report or whatever. But she she would let me know though. You could have did better. You could have did this, but it was definitely the encouragement I needed to to do the best I could. She's always been there to support me in and everything I wanted to do. So that's certainly a blessing because you know it's a lot of people out there that can't say that. Yeah. Well, so Jeff, what are you thinking of doing now? Because I know that. You've you know you play you've played for the Dolphins and you played for in a Super Bowl and for Philadelphia. But I, now I know you're moving on to another part of your life. Uh, what have you been thinking about doing there? 
Um, yeah, well, you know, with the uh, the lockout, that's probably inevitable coming up um, for the upcoming season. I decided to enroll back in school and finish my last semester um, of marketing in the School of Business. So I'm currently doing that. I feel like a student all over again. I'm taking six classes. I got a full load. So uh, between that and uh, talking to your good friend Tony, um, I'm, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty involved in, in my books. I guess you could say. Well, you know, is that what you want to do? You want to go into business? Um, yeah, that's, that's something I want to do. And just, you know, to have that foundation that if, if I don't decide to play again next year, that I can always go on and do some business degree. So that's very important to me. And I, I'm, all, I'm all about once I start something, it's how important it is to finish, be another chapter of my life that I can say I completed. Uh, well, before we go to break, hey, we have another question here from uh, Mrs. Smith. Uh, in Ohio, and her question is, uh, Jeff, my question for you is, did you ever consider going around the country speaking to young people at places such as Boys and Girls Club to encourage them to follow in sports versus go the wrong way? Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, I have done that locally. Um, I don't know as far as outside the country, but that's something I definitely would do if the opportunity presented itself, but um, as you know, Joyce, I speak to a lot of kids at the epilepsy um, walk, which is coming up, and uh, I've done a lot of stuff in the past, whether it's for the Special Olympics or to go to speak to youth groups um, in, the, in the inner city of Detroit, Michigan, where I'm currently from. So um, that's something I definitely would do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just like Coach Merchant in my life, you never know how much you can impact a young person to, to stay on the right path. So that's something important to me and that's something that I would love to do. Um, and do you have a way that people, like, do you have a website or some way people can reach you? I um, know I one way. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a direct website, but I do have a direct email, email that is connected to my phone, um, which is Jeff Pope, uh, G-E-O-F-F-P-O-P-E-4-2 at yahoo.com. Um, and I'm also, as you know, we speak to a lot on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. <laughs> and so that's another way to get in touch with me, which is um, at I am Jeff Pope. So, I'm pretty accessible also on Facebook as well, and, and I'm pretty friendly. Um, there's a lot of people that I've met during the walks um, over the years that I communicate with too um, a lot or whatever through Facebook. So, you know, I'm an easy guy to get in touch with. All right. Well, by the way, if you want to meet him in person, I know how you can do that because the National Epilepsy Walk is coming up March 27th in Washington, D.C., and we'll talk to Jeff more about that as soon as we come back from break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Jeff Pope, cornerback, NFL star, and star for youth people, young people living with epilepsy. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Jeff. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we have on the show today Jeff Pope. NFL star and leader in our community, just a wonderful champion for all of us. You know, there are a lot of people that really acquire fame, such as he playing in a Super Bowl, but not everyone gives back. And here is one young man that really, really gives back. And speaking of giving back, uh, Jeff, why don't you tell everyone how and why you became involved with the Epilepsy Foundation. Sure. My grandmother, um, after complications of a brain surgery about 10 years ago, she developed epilepsy and started having seizures or whatever, and that's when I really started to get involved as far as exactly what epilepsy was. And when I was presented the opportunity to uh, be um, heavily involved with the Epilepsy Foundation, uh, I think it was about three or four years ago. Now, I couldn't turn down the opportunity. It's something I look forward to every March to get out there and, uh, and uh, support physically with the foundation. Well, and you do a great job. And if you're listening right now, and if you want to meet Jeff and hear him speak, you need, I mean up on the stage in front of thousands of people, you need to go to the Epilepsy Walk, which is March 26th in Washington, D.C., at the mall. And you can go to epilepsyfoundation.org, and you will be able to register for that walk and let me tell you, we would all love to see you there. Uh, whoop, whoops, made a mistake. I told you the 26th. It's March 27th. Forgive me. March 27th, because this year it's on a Sunday. March 27th in Washington, D.C. And you know what? It's during Cherry Blossom Festival. Um, oh, it's just a wonderful, spectacular time. And just as Jeff said, when you go there that one day, it is so invigorating. 
I mean, I look forward to this every year. And as the national chair of the Epilepsy Foundation, anyone listening to the show, really, I mean it, try to go. You'll never forget it. Walking there, seeing the Washington Monument in the Capitol, oh, it's just fantastic. So I hope we see you, and then you'll get to meet Jeff Pope. And, Jeff, you have been doing a lot of volunteer work for us, and I want to thank you for that and a great advocate for us. And I know you met NBC TV star Greg Rumberg, who is our TV celebrity. Um, what do you think about him? Yeah, Greg, Greg is a great guy. Uh, I met him a couple years ago, and I, I remember him because I saw a couple episodes of the show. And he's, he's a lively spirit, and uh, his wife um, and his kids or whatever, it just, it just, Greg is a blessing in general, and it's kind of hard for um, anybody he meets for that really not to rub off on him. I just really, Greg's a great guy, and I can't wait to see him again this week. And I also talk to him a lot um, through Twitter as well. So um, Greg's a great guy and, and definitely, definitely a huge advocate for the foundation. Yeah. I mean, he really puts a lot of time into this, you know. And with how, you know, here he is, he's a Hollywood star, and he puts so much time into this whole thing for us. Um, and, Greg, hey, we really appreciate everything that you you do. We really do. Um, okay, here's a question from Tony in Pennsylvania. And the question for you is, uh, Jeff, do you feel that the day will come when people will not look down upon people living with epilepsy as being strange? I, I certainly hope so. Um, if you look at the numbers, uh, the statistics, they don't lie. You know, it's just as many people with epilepsy is suffering um, as well from diabetes or breast cancer, and yet we lack the uh, the funding um, that those other organizations do. So, um, you know, it's all about awareness, which uh, Greg is uh, huge um, talking about it. Uh, so, you know, I certainly hope so. It's just about knowledge and people understanding um, what what to do if somebody has a seizure or whatever it is. And, you know, this foundation coming up or this weekend, the walk is huge towards that or whatever, just talking about it. And I haven't, I can't tell you how many people have uh, sent me a Facebook message or an email um, saying, I didn't know your grandmother had epilepsy or, you know, my cousin has epilepsy or I have epilepsy. And it's just great to see you out there talking about it. And if, if, we, if you can help me personally uh, get the message out about that, it's nothing wrong with a person having epilepsy then that's, that's huge or whatever. So this walk, this weekend coming up is huge for, for awareness, national awareness. Yeah, and, you know, the only way we can make a difference is if we do speak up and not be ashamed and come out of the shadows because there is no reason to be that way. You know, this is the kickoff for Black History Month today, February 1st. And in our company today... You know, we were talking about leadership and Martin Luther King and how he fought, you know, for so many people and for freedom and for rights. And you know what? That's what it's all about for the disability community, fighting for our freedom to work and our rights and not being ashamed because you know what? So many people have been judged by their color or because they're different. But if we stand up together, we can make a difference. I really do believe that. Um, so, Jeff, you know a great friend of mine is Mr. Alan Fanica. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, 
What do you think? What do you think the impact was that he had on the other football stars by talking about his own epilepsy? I, I think it's huge because you know you look at a guy like Alan Fanica is about I don't know six five, six six, three hundred and thirty pounds, and he's a pro bowler in the National Football League. If he can certainly do it at the highest level of any sports competition, then surely, especially young athletes um, that have epilepsy, should be encouraged to keep playing contact sports like football or whatever. Um, so to get him out there, Big Allen, to get him out there, which is somebody I kind of stay away from on the football field, <laughs> is, is a great encouragement or whatever. Allen's, Allen's a great guy, you know what I'm saying? For him to come out there um, the past two years like he's done it and talk to the kids or whatever, it's a huge encouragement for other guys that might be in college or the NFL as well to uh, speak up about having epilepsy. Yeah. And, I mean, when you see him, you know, really all of these NFL stars – you know, but when you see them, that does have such an impact on young people because here's this guy, gigantic, you know, living with epilepsy, and really, how does it stop him in the NFL? It's not as if people say, uh-oh, we better not, you know, hit him because he has epilepsy. They more likely say, uh-oh, I hope he doesn't hit me. When you say, Jeff? Exactly, because um, like we were saying, he – he is so big, and he's he's been one of the best players in the National Football League for so long. He is definitely somebody that uh, people he goes against on a weekly basis kind of kind of have to have their best game up for because he's used to dominating people at a, such a high level. Yeah, and Alan lives with epilepsy, and so does his uh, daughter Annabelle, and he talks about it. And believe me, he is not ashamed. I mean, he is not. Nor is Jason Snelling from the Falcons, who also talks about. Uh, his epilepsy, and, you know, he too is impacting people. And I really believe Alan had a lot to do with opening up doors to impact so many other people. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Do you think that people in the NFL, players, do you think they're very aware of epilepsy? Um, I think they are uh, somewhat aware of it just just from the past two years of guys like me and, and Fanica and uh, Jason Stanley speaking up, but I would, I would unfortunately say that there are probably a lot of guys in the National Football League with epilepsy that for their whole life have been told something's wrong with the condition or whatever. And so I can only wish that, you know, when they see guys like me or, or Fanica or Jason Snell and even Samari Rose speak up about having the condition that there's nothing wrong with it, they too will come out in the open and say, you know what, I have epilepsy and I'm in the National Football League. If I can do this, then anybody can. So hopefully, you know, our awareness and our advocacy will help those guys necessarily come out and be proud of having the condition because there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's right. And I believe that we all will and can make a difference by speaking up and by not being ashamed of what they're doing. Um, Hey, Jeff, I wanted you to describe for our listeners your actual opinion of the National Walk, what it seems like to you. My first year, I think it was four years ago, um, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, the weather was kind of shaky, and when I got up on the podium to speak to everybody, it just was a sea of people out there. And I, and never in a million years would I thought that it would be that many people to come out, not just the nation, but all from the, across the world um, for the one day just to support epilepsy. And it was I almost got emotional because I thought about my grandmother and I thought about guys like Fanica and Snelling, and I said, "Wow, this is huge um, for this many people to come out here and show support." and the, the number of people that came up to me and the responses I got weeks later in emails 
and Facebook messages, it just let me know how important it really was, um, not only for the community with epilepsy, but those like me who really want to see an improvement, not only in national funding from um, uh, the states, but just awareness um, to let everybody know that it's okay to have epilepsy. Yeah, and you are having an impact. He's having a great impact. You need to meet him, Jeff Pope. Go to the National Walk for Epilepsy in Washington, D.C. Go to epilepsyfoundation.org. That's epilepsyfoundation.org, and you will be able to register to go to the National Walk, and we would absolutely love to see you there March 27th, Sunday, in Washington, D.C. Right now we have to go to break, but we'll be right back with Mr. Jeff Pope, NFL star and star for all of us living with epilepsy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Hey, we'll be right back with Jeff. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to NFL star Jeff Pope, who played for the Giants in the Super Bowl, but who plays for the Epilepsy Foundation. So see us, that's even more important, because we have him, and we are so lucky 
that we have him. Hey, I wanted to ask you a couple questions there, Jeff. First, what was it like to meet the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, Tony Quello? It was great. Um, you know, I had, uh, I had really fell in love with politics maybe about three years ago, three, four years ago when Obama um, decided to run for presidency. And, you know, obviously Tony being a Democrat, we have a lot of the same views or whatever. But um, Tony's been a guy that has turned into a friend for me or whatever. And I look, I look forward to, to catching up with him and having our political walk every uh every year at the, at the, at the walk um, in D.C. So Tony's a great guy. I can't say enough about Tony. Yeah, he is. He, he really is a great person. I mean, I just think so highly of him. I really do. Um, you know, Tony has made a difference in many people's lives in addition to my life. Um, and, and, you know, he, he just knows so many different things. He's He's just wonderful, and of course, he too lives with epilepsy, um, and and he really lives civil rights every day of his life. He really does, and he's been on my show many times, so you know we always feel it's a blessing uh, to talk to him. But in addition to meeting great people like that, as you mentioned earlier, you already have great people in your life that have influenced you. So I thought you might want to say something here about your grandmother. Um, yes, my grandmother, she uh, she just turned 89 years old um, this past November. Um, and I'm back in Michigan, so I get to see her a lot more often um, than I normally would living on the East Coast. And she just, she just a joy. I talk to her every night um, before she goes to sleep or whatever. And you, you would never know that, for one, she had brain surgery 10 years ago. And two, she developed epilepsy um, from the actual surgery. And so she's just a blessing everybody that she talks to including everybody um in her environment and and she she continues to amaze me every day i talk to her so she's certainly a blessing in my life and somebody that i'm glad to say that it's had a huge impact on my life yeah am i you know didn't you used to call, have to call her and ask her if she took her dilantin yes i did and my grandma is, is a has a fiery soul so she has no problem telling me uh, putting me in my place, but, uh, you know, that's my grandma. That's tough love, and so I have no problem calling her, making sure she did what she's supposed to do for the day. Well, I'm sure that it will mean a lot to her that you talked about her on this radio show, and I have to say, Grandma, you did a great job with this young man. You really did, because he is just so such a wonderful person. Well, I don't know if you saw this or not, but for Black History Month, they were talking about the impact about President Barack Obama, who I just think so highly of. As a matter of fact, I call him sometimes uh, uh, President Barack Obama, rock on Obama. This is what I call him. But he is such a great man. And what they were talking about is the impact this had on the African-American community when he became president. So like, how did that impact you, Jeff? First of all, did you ever think that would happen? Um, I, I have to admit, I did not think that uh, in my lifetime, even being a young man, that we would never see um, that we would ever see a black president. So, for him to to be able to run for presidency and win by the margin that he did, it just lets you know that anything is possible. Not only in America, but anything is possible as long as you put uh, your Lord Jesus Christ Savior first in your life. And he's certainly a testament to that. And that's that's a huge encouragement um, for African Americans as far as making advancements, um, although this is still a racist society, making advancements in America and doing what they want to do. Yes. 
Yes, and you know what? I will never understand that. I tell people all the time, especially if people say that they are uh, spiritual, you know, and that they do follow the good book, but yet they make racist comments. You know, love thy neighbor does not say love thy neighbor if they are white. It's love thy neighbor, period. So it, it is hard to believe, but i got to tell you that I think President Obama really took us into the future seeing his great leadership, and he is such a great president. Um, and I, I just want to tell you, Jeff, I was in D.C. in a hotel the night that he won, and this older woman had called me who was uh, in housekeeping for something about my room, and she said to me, how are you feeling? I said, how am I feeling? I am ecstatic. She said, why is that? I said, because it looks like Barack Obama is going to be president. And she said, oh, I am too. I am. So anyway, she called me whenever he was elected. Um, And so the next day at this hotel, they had a VIP reception. And I said, could you tell me where is Miss Matilda, this woman that called me? And I made them go get her. And I was just so overwhelmed she was an older african-american woman and she had tears in her eyes because she never in a million years thought she'd see this happen yeah it was it was certainly a blessing and something that even five six years ago um during the bush years that you never thought would happen and that was just a few years ago so to see him win the presidency and do it do the job he's doing as far as like health care and and stuff like that it's huge um not only for african-americans but just American history in general. Yes, it is. Well, listen, what advice do you have, uh, Jeff, for young people living with epilepsy who are brutally bullied at school nonstop? Um, the advice I have to them is just, just keep persevering and, and keep doing what they want to do, especially um, as far as sports is concerned. You look at a guy um, like we were just talking about, Alan Fanica, who is playing at the highest level you can of competitive professional sports, and he has epilepsy. So if somebody like that can play professional football with epilepsy, surely a young boy or girl can do whatever they want to do, play soccer, play football, tennis. Um, just never let anybody tell you you can't do anything. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I have one young woman that has epilepsy that the boys would get her and throw her into the wall and spit on her and do everything like this. But she was so ashamed to tell anyone. And I always tell them, hey, I know a lot of very famous people and NFL stars that have your back. And, Jeff, aren't you one of those people? Yes, I certainly have her back and and any any and every other young person, unfortunately, that's getting bullied because of, of epilepsy. Did you hear that, folks? Do you hear that, young people listening to the show? He's got your back. You can say that you know an NFL star that played in the Super Bowl, and he's got your back, and he doesn't think it's funny when people make fun of people, hurt people, spit on people just because they had a seizure. You should use him as an example how people told him he could not be in the NFL, but he did not give up. He did not give up. He didn't listen to them, just as you shouldn't listen to them when they do that to you. And I don't know if you saw this or not, uh, Jeff, but there was some 
young boy, 13 years old, I don't know if you saw that on the news, young African-American that this group of seven people got, and they hit him and kicked him, and they hung him on uh, a fence. For, thank God he lived, and a good Samaritan came. I mean, he's okay physically, but they did get the names, and they arrested all seven uh, kids at this school. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I certainly didn't hear that, but that just that just shows you that bullying obviously is a huge problem um, in our culture today. And anything we can do as far as guys like me and Alan and um, Greg or whatever, Snelling, just to get out there and try to denounce that behavior, especially against our young people, amongst our young people, is huge or whatever, whether they have epilepsy or any other condition. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's just unfortunate that that goes on in America today. Jeff, do you think that has a lot to do with the uh, upbringing of that person? Certainly. I, I definitely do. You know, um, it, it takes a household to, to raise a child. And so, you know, when a child acts out against his peers in school or he's very disrespectful as a young person, that's a direct reflection of his parents or guardian or whatever. So I think it has a lot to do with how a young person is raised. <clears throat> yes, and I also want to tell you, Jeff, that I have several young people living with epilepsy that were so terribly, terribly bullied for so many years that they attempted suicide called bullicide. And I always tell them there isn't any person that's worth you losing your life. Uh, what do you have to say to them if they're listening to the show? Yes, that's certainly true. There's, there's nobody, nobody on this earth that's worth you losing your life. And life is such a precious thing that a lot of us take for granted. But that tells you how bad the bullying is that somebody feels like they don't want to be here anymore. And so for those people out there that unfortunately that's happened to, I can just tell them to keep pushing, to keep pushing, because the storm doesn't last forever. You know what I'm saying? So eventually those bad times will turn to good times. If they can just keep fighting or whatever, everything will be all right. Yes, it will. No one is worth, no one is worth you losing your life for you've got to stand up for yourself you know you've got to tell someone by the way if you're being bullied at school you have to tell someone and if you don't want to tell your teacher tell your guidance counselor if you don't want to tell your guidance counselor tell your uh, coach if you are in sports and if you don't want to tell that person and of course i'm assuming you already told your parents and if none of those things work, there's always a pastor. There's always someone you can talk to, but don't keep it quiet or something bad can happen, such as what happened to this young man, 13 years old, who said on the news, I only hope that other young people will learn to speak up or this can also happen to them what happened to me. And you know what? He's lucky they didn't kill him. So, you know, this, this has to stop. Um, Jeff, do you believe that when you do participate in sports, do, do you believe that helps people, young people? What, what do you think about that? I certainly do because it is an avenue um, to get away from maybe people that are bullying you or just just stress that a lot of young people deal with at school or whatever. So I know for me, especially uh, being able to play sports, um, on a yearly basis was just something I could do to kind of get away and ease my mind from maybe a lot of homework or people in school that might have been bothering me. So I certainly think sports is a great avenue for that. Well, you know we're live on the air and on Twitter and Facebook and online to me, Jay Bender, at BenderConsult.com. 
Um, and we have a question for you here from Linda, and it is also a comment. Uh, Mr. Pope, thank you very much for what you're doing for young people living with epilepsy. I only wish there were more people like you and more athletes like you that would speak up. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, do you feel you had a role model that impacted you to have the courage you have? Uh, let me see. Um, probably my, my role model would be um, my mother and my grandmother just um, seeing my mother persevere as a single mother, raise me and do the best she could as far as school in private school or whatever. And I always was first or whatever in her life as far as making sure I was I was set or whatever. Um, so my mother would probably be the best role model that I have growing up that I knew personally as far as just being able to persevere and, and being able to do anything I want to do as long as I, as I work hard and continue to keep God first in my life. Well, that now that couldn't be a better role model right there. How about, if I may ask you, Jeff, how about like in the sports world? Did you have people you looked up to? I did. I did have people I looked up to. I was a Detroit guy, and so somebody that I looked up to um, in Detroit was Barry Sanders because he was right there. But um, I have to say Jerry Rice, um, although he played on the other side of the country, just, just the opportunity to see him play on TV, he was such a role model for kids. Um, whenever you saw him in public with, with kids or the youth or talking to a group of people, he always put them first as far as, as their needs, whether it be questions or autographs. So Jerry Rice and Barry Sanders were two guys that I really looked up to um, in professional football. Wow. Well, he, what a great player. What a great player. We have a great player on the air right now, and that is <clears throat> Mr. Jeff Pope. We are going to go to break and come back and close the show. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Marsh Engel Show. Join the movement to empower yourself with the essentials of feminine power and success and learn how women around the world are becoming more inspired, more influential, and absolutely amazing. Each week, Marsh sits down for an engaging conversation with women who are boldly committed to living their most amazing life. You'll discover ways to step into your greatest vision, deepen your relationships, and unleash your real creative brilliance. Get ready. It's time to jump into the conversation. That's Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for The Marsh Engel Show on the Voice America Business Network. 
Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back. And listen, if you just joined us, you can still listen to the show again because it's archived on BenderConsult.com, as all the radio shows are for the past eight years and on voiceamerica.com. So if you have a young person that you want to hear this show, just go back and listen to it. And, Jeff, you can put it on your Facebook. You can get it linked, especially since you know our producer, so that people can hear you all the time. I certainly will. I certainly will. Um, And you know what? It really will help you, even if you have youth groups, you know, people you're trying to help. This is a great show to use to motivate them. But on every show for the past eight years, I ask our guests, whether it's CEO, senator, NFL star, civil rights leader, people from the Obama administration, people from the uh, Doro Cook, no matter who's been on, I ask them the last two questions, and they are first, Jeff, um, in your life, obviously, being an NFL star, playing in the Super Bowl, doing all of these things, you've done so much in your life. But if you had to list one thing as your greatest accomplishment, what would that be? It would probably be uh, winning a Super Bowl ring in my rookie year. I, I, you know, I, I, can't, um, I can't really speak enough about that or whatever, just the accomplishment. And, you know, you think about guys who play 10, 15 years and they never even get an opportunity to get close. And so for me to get it in my first year ever in the National Football League is certainly a blessing. And like I was saying, it's something that nobody can take away from me. Yeah, that's right, because it's, it's historic. You know, it's in history. It's historic. Um, do you, what do you have to do? Guard that ring with your life, or what, Jeff? Um, it's in a safe place or whatever. Um, I don't wear it that often or whatever. And even if unfortunately something happens to it, I'm still I'm, my name is still still on the Lombardi Trophy. So you know, unless somebody steals a Lombardi Trophy, you know, I'm I'm, I'm good. So it's just that's something that I always look back on and say, wow, like that happened or whatever. So to get the opportunity to even get close to that, or maybe something big like you said um, in politics or whatever. That for now is, is where I hold my hang my hat on. Yeah, and I remember that game so clearly. I do. I remember that game, and I remember the great plays that happened. And um, you know, as you said before, it's really a surreal experience. You're there, you're playing, but I'm sure it doesn't hit you till afterwards because things that have happened to me in my life, you know, whether it was meeting President Clinton or. Uh, you know, President Obama, different things like that. It's just as if, like, right then you hardly know, 
uh, and afterwards, it's like, wow, I can't believe I was doing that. And uh, think, of course, the Super Bowl is like 100 times beyond anything I can imagine. So I'm sure that that's how you felt. Yes, it was. It was uh, like you said, it was surreal, and it really didn't hit me until a couple of weeks, months after the fact. Um, when I was training for the next season, like, wow, I just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. How, what did your mother think about that? My mom was elated. She came out there or whatever, and uh, she she was she had a ball or whatever. Um, she had a ball. She she still talks about it. She still has my jersey and all that stuff from that year. Um, so my mom couldn't have been more happy for me. And your grandmother? Did she? You told she knew also, obviously. Yes, yes, she knew as well, and she was she was equally excited. Would love to make it to Arizona. Obviously, she couldn't, but you know, those were two ladies that. Um, that 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 couldn't have been any more happy for me than probably myself. So um, they enjoyed it just as much as I did. Yeah. Now, did they have a big celebration in your hometown? Um, uh, we didn't really have a big celebration. Um, like I was saying, my mom she came out to Arizona for that week or whatever. And uh, the players, we did a lot of stuff the uh, the week following the Super Bowl in New York. So um, trust me, we had enough. Uh, Enough celebrating um, the last until it was time to get ready for the next season. So, <laughs> yeah, they have the parades and they have everything, right? Yeah, they, we had the whole nine, especially in New York. You know, they did it times ten, so it definitely uh, to have it like like I was saying, having in New York was probably made it just that much better. Yeah, that's right. Well, Jeff, if you had to leave a message with our listeners today, what would that be? A message would be to always keep God uh, number one in your life. And if you have a disability, um, look at it as an asset or something, um, you know, another obstacle in your life that you can conquer and, and go on and do whatever you want to do, whether that's epilepsy or any other condition. Um, so always keep God in your life and never let anybody tell you you can't do anything. Well, I will say amen to both of those comments because I believe the exact same way um, and, you know, that's why I always tell people when they say, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I tell them, hey, remember, you're not driving the bus. Someone else is. Someone above is driving the bus. Right. And I know it's a miracle of God that I'm alive with that terrible accident I had and had brain surgery. But, you know, there's always a plan. And if that had not happened and realized that I had epilepsy, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, you know, when things happen to you like that, you have to turn it around and say, what can I do? And be thankful every day just that you're here every day. Wouldn't you agree with that, Jeff? I certainly, I certainly would agree with that. I definitely would. Now, listen, everyone. We've been talking to Jeff Pope, and that's G-E-O-F-F Pope. And he is on Twitter. Give them that name again, Jeff. Um, it's at I am Jeff Pope. I am G O F F P O P. And listen, I got a better way for you to meet him, and that is if you go to the National Epilepsy Walk in Washington D.C. You can hear him speak on March 27th, Sunday, at the walk early in the morning. You will not believe how great it is with thousands of people there in this walk. It is just unbelievable, and you will see him. You'll hear him speak, and he will be walking in that walk with all of us living with epilepsy and our friends 
uh, you've got to go. Go to epilepsyfoundation.org and register for that walk. And before we close the show today, uh, first of all, Jeff, I want to thank you for two things. Number one, uh, your kindness in being a guest on the show today. Thank you, and, and I'm always I'm always honored to be on your show, sir. And the second thing is, in behalf of all of us living with epilepsy, I could never thank you enough for what you're doing to influence young people and to give hope to young adults and older adults living with epilepsy. So I just want you to know how much that means to us all. Well, thank you, and, and I'm glad to uh, be on your show once again, and I can't wait for the walk coming up in a couple of months. Yeah, can't wait to see you. Well, we end the show, every show, as you know, with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and we have been doing this for years and years. And since this is Black History Month, the quote has to be, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, said the great Martin Luther King, Jr. How true that is. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And as you can see, Jeff Pope is not silent. Thanks again, Jeff. And I will look forward to seeing you all next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you at the walk. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.